Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode 36 of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I'm so glad you're here today with me, my friend. We are in the middle of a series featuring some very special avant-garde entrepreneurs, people who are truly going their own way, doing the best that they can with what they have to help other people in their communities and ultimately impacting the world. This is part three of a three-part interview with David Wampamba from Uganda. David is the CEO of Able State. It's a social enterprise that where he trains and employs web developers and IT specialists and connects them with people who need IT development work. David is an incredible collaborator. He has this really unique gift. He's got all this technical information in his head, and yet he's able to just talk like a normal person. So even I can understand him. Something that's really amazing about David that I appreciate so much is that he's an old soul. He's kind of like a 20-something-year-old grandpapa. He has so much wisdom, and he shares it freely with his young people that he trains. He has a lot of empathy and for them and compassion, and he meets them where they are, and he lifts them up and gives them a boost. And isn't that really what social entrepreneurship is all about. So I hope you enjoy this final part of this interview with David Wampamba from Uganda and make sure to connect with him on social because he's an incredible collaborator with a lot of wisdom to share. Let's fast forward to today. So you got registered, got your name. So how many people are you because I've seen people coming through your office about how many people are you kind of working with right now and teaching? Ah, wow. Uh, we've taught uh, about 150 people. Oh my gosh, uh, that's amazing. Because of the social media and online training. Mm -hmm. So in the office, we have about five full-time. We also have an intern in now who joined this month. Mm -hmm. And in turn, so we've uh, really, I, all I can say is that we've uh, grown, we've pulled traction. Yesterday I was speaking to the, one of the leaders at Africa Institute, Africa Leadership Institute mm -hmm. to connect and we see if we can get interns from them. They will support them and we support them. And we've also spoken to a company, the biggest telecom company in the country, MTN Uganda Limited. So we've spoken to their wing called MTN Foundation in Uganda because they support a lot of tech startups. Mm -hmm. 
and we are most likely to get into the accelerator program which will be a great thing but uh, but as well we've also put in our request for support in terms of of equipment mm-hmm. so getting into the accelerator is a different thing getting equipment is a different thing mm-hmm. and we've built our first talent tool which helps young people and all people all, all who are experts in programming to get mm-hmm. jobs mm-hmm. and recruiters to find those people and i think this is the reason why we started because we started to teach people skills and from the skills they could earn and then build their households and careers and i can as i speak now some of the people who have gone through my hands he lives in canada Mm-hmm. And he just got in his remote job. He's living in Canada, but he even got his remote job from Canada as a web developer. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, David. Wow. Yeah, this is amazing. And we've helped a certain startup in Kampala get its first two full-time software developers. That was this at the beginning of this month that we interviewed them and we placed them. And before this call, I was talking to them. That's why you see I did not have enough summary <laughs> for my stories <laughs> because I've been here and there. So in other words, Able State is a social enterprise that empowers young people using technology. Okay, We train and connect them to jobs. We want to have a ratio of 60 by 40 in terms of female and male, mm-hmm. whereby 60 entrants will be female, 40 Mm -hmm. male. Reason being, we've discovered over the years that the female compression rate is too low, Mm -hmm. depending on many circumstances. And the male compression rate is usually like, if they get in four students, most likely three will complete, Mm -hmm. if not four. When they get in four female, you most likely have one, unless they are below the age of 21. Mm -hmm. Most in my country, most female who are above the age of 21, they are facing a lot of struggles mm-hmm. here and their relationships. The background affects them. They don't mm-hmm. have the, the sense of self-esteem and self-worth. So sometimes when you are stretching them, sometimes they feel like you are too much or sometimes mm-hmm. they, they don't want you to go out to know a lot about them and they see this is where you are going. So that alone can stop them. Mm-hmm. Periodic cramps, serious thing yeah. with them. In fact, there's a, there's a time I wrote on Twitter. I was asking, how can we help a workmate who is going through this? Only that I was scared. I got scared by a colleague who told me internet might finish you. That's a sensitive topic. So I withdrew the post. It's a huge issue because mm. girls miss 25% of the school year if you look at for four weeks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and through a lot of pain, the others. It's, one of the things that Pete, we talk about or I've talked to about, you know, I am a huge advocate, social enterprise is being part of the solution to sustainable economic development. And when people hear, well, if social enterprises, if they give job training, well, of course, people are going to be better off if if they have training. Not so. Because of the same things that you've dealt with and a lot of other people have dealt with, if people aren't fed good food in their soul, 
by the time they're six, they come in with all these limiting beliefs and these things they feel bad about themselves. They don't have self-esteem. And so the role of the social entrepreneur, in addition to giving a job opportunity, is very much to be a cheerleader, a mentor, a teacher, and to help rebuild their foundation, which has been crushed by abuse, neglect, just being talked down to, even in developed countries, this, this happens. So it's really a global, a global issue. And that I think is what makes social entrepreneurs so unique is that it's not just about giving someone a job training and a job opportunity. It's about helping them believe that they're worth it and that they're valuable and that they can finish and that they can do it and that they are worthy of a career and worthy of making money. And so David, I commend you for doing that because that's really what it's all about. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, like I did not, when I was starting social, this uh, company as a social enterprise, I did not really know that full description and responsibility mm. of social enterprises. But over years and years, I've just, I've, I'm learning and getting better and better because this is a model that you will largely start on your capital financial mm-hmm. and your resources financially. So, for example, the first software developers we brought in, we had built the curriculum, but you could not charge people because you are not sure if the curriculum is going to work. So you had to throw in the public a call for applications in terms of scholarship. Mm -hmm. And then you pick out the best candidates and give them an opportunity so that you as a social enterprise, you don't feel like this has gone for free. Mm-hmm. entirely and so that the other person also attaches value because most times also even if people do not have money to pay they also find free things and with valueless mm-hmm. so this is also something i learned so what we do is that we have two courses which we are going to break into three beginning next month but they have been two one for computer beginners people who just want to learn all the skills about computers and then they can advance to coding. And uh, what happens is that we attached a fee to this course, but at the same time, we've not been really charging mm-hmm. as much as we attached the fee. Because, I mean, most people who can, have, who can come for that course did not have money to pay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how could we do it? We For that course, which is for beginners, we go to different communities, we tell them, then you find parents giving you their children, their daughters, and you take them on. And they have happy they have many of them have graduated, including boys and girls. And some of the girls for them they are still in lower secondary school. Mm-hmm. So they come. We love them because they are too focused, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they some of them even type faster than me. Oh, it's know? amazing. <laughs> One of the things I said in your intro, and I think people can probably relate to is you're very much like a 20 something year old grandpapa. Mm. <laughs> as you, as you, you got so much wisdom. You're like an old, this old soul. When you are teaching, you. mentoring, working with your young people, your boys and your girls, besides the technical stuff, when it comes to life stuff and how you approach things, do you find yourself, are there any things that you find yourself saying over and over again where you're like, if they can just get this, 
I think every teacher does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are your things? What do you say over and over again? Uh, well, I keep telling them that if you can do 100%, it's not crime to do 110%. Oh, so if you can do 100%, it's not mm-hmm. a crime to do 110%. Yes, this is a concept that I learned from someone called Joanne Mugenzi, who I take as my mentor. And uh, she's a lovely woman having a lot of some business ideas. And once I attended one of our conferences and in, during the conference, we, she told us to stretch like this. I don't know if you can see me mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she told us to do this. And then this, and then this, and then, you know, like until we, we felt like we can't go any further. And she like she was like, let's just try a little more. And we tried. And she was like, if people could do that while they are pursuing careers and go business goals and, and all that, they would achieve much, much more. Mm-hmm. The world has put a benchmark of 100% and everybody is aiming for 100%. But what we don't know is if actually 100% is the zero or the 50 mm-hmm. in real in the actual sense of things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get. But as well, if we adjust to ten to one hundred ten percent, we would feel like, yeah, I was able to put in that extra effort. I put in willingly, and it helped me achieve. So this will become a concept. It will become part of you that everything I go for, I should try the one hundred ten percent because I would be better. I would become better than myself of yesterday mm-hmm. other than the ordinary. Then I usually also tell them that when you come here, I tell them there are three kinds of people. There is the normal or the ordinary person. There is a middle person and there's an extraordinary. And I tell them where you've been, you hear people saying, everyone does that. Everyone does that. Everyone does that. That's for the normal and middle people. But here we are there for extraordinary. I keep telling them that and reminding them that, remember, do you want to be ordinary or do you want to be extraordinary? You know? (laughs) And everyone wants to be extraordinary. So you find that someone turns up, even if they are not in the best shape, because you've helped them know that there are these groups of categories of people, which is not Mm -hmm. wrong if you want to be normal, if you want to be in the middle there. It's not wrong, but it's good to know where do I want to be? Do I want to be extraordinary or do I want to be? Yeah. Those are fantastic lessons, David, because we don't know what we don't know. And you're planting this little seed. If anybody's watching on YouTube, you're planting this little seed in the back of their head that there is something more because it's all relative. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, and because there is a, you spoke about technical things. We teach them the technical, but times we get out and we are like, you know, let's read a book. Mm -hmm. Let's go have a walk. Let's go to the flower place. And we look at the flowers. So some people will be like, why? For me, I just came here for computers. But then you are like, an extraordinary person becomes extraordinary because they need breaks. They need mm-hmm. other experiences. They need a huge ecosystem of things so that they can gain various experiences. So if you can gain these experiences, you achieve your extraordinariness you want. Mm-hmm. If you don't, so people would do what? Would come in and go to the flower place. They will plant a flower. They will take a video of it and show you 
things they never, they were not doing before joining us. Mm. There's also poor reading culture. So mm. when you tell people, let's read a book together, explain what you've not understood. They're like, mm. But books, um, for me, I just want to type and go home and come <laughs> back to when, you know. <laughs> then you are like, okay, yeah, I know you want to type and go home and, and do this. But for me to become who you admire, I had to do this. So everything we do here, you have to point out the advantages. You have to focus mm-hmm. on the advantage. It's also, I think, wrong sometimes to as leaders and trainers to give up easily. Because some, I've seen some trainers just giving up on people mm-hmm. who do not know what they don't know. But I'm a trainer, so I need to make sure that the person discerns, you know, and I need to also first understand them. Sometimes when, especially girls, I tell them how I had, I was going to forget this, but if this is the last minute, <laughs> let me say it. <laughs> I, usually, <laughs> I usually tell girls, that you are beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. yes. And I tell boys that you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Girls are the ones who are beautiful. And I tell girls, you are handsome. Boys are the ones who are handsome. So they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, look here. It's just that the world has attached meaning to those words the way the world wants to see them. Mm-hmm. But how I want you to see yourself is that you're a beautiful soul, you're a handsome soul, because the handsome shares, mm-hmm. because the beautiful is attractive. And I told them the problem about beauty is that if a beautiful thing attracts by first impression and it doesn't work on being, staying beautiful, it's not going to have a lasting impression. Someone or something will leave it because it thought it was beautiful, but it is. it has realized that it's ugly. It's just putting on a beautiful face. Then later, it shows you its true colors. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm like, now you are all beautiful people because you are doing beautiful and amazing things, right? And then usually girls... When you tell them beautiful and they have not been telling them that way, they think you are pulling off a line. So I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about pickup artists. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only a mentor here. (laughs) So I'm not pulling off a line. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, so you find that they start addressing themselves as beautiful. They, They build friendship. And you feel like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is the community that I would like to be part of, that I'm sure that if I'm 50 years one day, maybe when these people will be maybe 30 or 35 years or 40, I'll look at them and be like, look at the society we've built. Look at the society we've nurtured. Look at the broken hearts that have have been amended. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. And then I tell them, trust God and work with God. David, wow. So, you know, I t- describe you as creative and analytical, precise and thoughtful. And to, it sounds like to. you're teaching that. It sounds like really? you're, that you're not just that, you're, you're teaching that. And that's amazing. 
I just love that you're pouring into this this generation of young people that needs it. And people are so desperate to feel like they're wanted, to feel loved, to feel beautiful, to feel handsome. And you're doing so much. I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of scoffing, you know, like they think you're a pickup artist. I'm like, no, I'm just the grandpa here. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. you know they need that that re, that unwiring and rewiring in their spirit mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. you're doing and i really appreciate mm-hmm. that about you thank you so david you've gotten a lot of this insight from life but mm-hmm. how do you to be as evolved as you are and to be as in tune with people as you are someone doesn't get those qualities and those gifts by just going fast, fast, fast all the time. How do you take care of yourself and your spirit? How do you kind of slow down and recharge when the young people are gone, pastor's not around, no family's around when it's just you? What do you do to take care of yourself? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for asking that question because I'm a person who even, I think I was a computer addict and I developed a back pain. So So you were a computer addict and you developed back pain? I was. It is teaching me a lesson, not Mm -hmm. to be an addict to anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because to always too much of anything is what? It's bad. Lucky that it did not affect my eyes, Mm -hmm. but it affected my back. Mm -hmm. However, when I started looking for people like the chiropractic, and all that, and spent some money, and it don't really, you know, cure anything. It gave me some kind of relief, but it don't cure anything. I told myself that, you know what, you have to think about your diet, have to think about your sleep quality, mm-hmm. you have to think about your exercise. So I make sure that even if I sleep late, even if I sleep, let me say, at midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I have to stretch all the way to mm-hmm. a minimum of six hours. Of you have to, so even if you stay up late, you still have to sleep yes. for at least six hours. Okay. Yes. Of course, that comes with the benefit that I'm working for my company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what someone else would do if they are working for another company mm-hmm. which is expecting them to work at eight. Yeah. You know? yeah. But you make yeah. sacrifices, so it's different. Being an employee, yeah. you make different sacrifices as a business owner. So Very true. So one thing I do, sleep for a minimum of six hours, a minimum, and a maximum of eight. That's one thing I do. The other thing I do is that every day, every day, I have a walk, which is not less than 10 minutes, but I want to stretch that to, I want the minimum to become 30. 10 minutes and you want it to become 30. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I want my minimum walking minutes to be 30. Not not to be as slow as a tortoise so that I make 30, but I mean to work to walk at a good speed, at a good mm-hmm. pace for mm-hmm. a journey which can take 30 mm-hmm. okay, minutes or more. Because walking gives me helps me connect with the nature, connect helps me connect with the people that are totally outside, mm-hmm. you know, my comfort zone. Teaching computers are now probably my comfort zone in a way. But then walking outside there, leaving my computer is not really easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to get out of the computer, get out of the room, and then walk. So those are two things, sleep and walking. And uh, then the other thing that I do is I don't do it regularly as I used to do it, but I no longer, after attending your lessons, 
in the avant-garde, I no longer punish myself or beat myself up if I skip something. I just make sure that I have room to resume Mm -hmm. and I resume. And I also have a profound reason for why I skipped as opposed to skipping unknowingly. Because Mm -hmm. if I skip unknowingly, it's like it's not in the habit. So sometimes I do meditation, like where I do positive self-affirmations. Like I can tell myself, I am a champion. I am handsome. I am wonderful, I am caring, I am forgiving, I am attractive, things like that. And because I really love the relationship I have with God, I can say that I'm made in the image of God. You know, God is my father, he loves me. He wishes the best for me and he does it for me. Things like that when I'm meditating. And sometimes I have sessions where I'm saying those out loud and the session where I'm silent, just listening to some soothing uh, music, which is known to really, music where you there are no verbal words, but just yes. beats, okay. mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of music. So I do that and it's quite helpful in terms of refreshing the mind. In terms of refreshing the mind, it's really, really good. The other thing that I do is playing the guitar. <laughs> playing the guitar? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've learned, I've learned yeah. a bit of it. Yeah. And I'm preparing myself to do a YouTube channel for it because mm-hmm. I found many YouTube teachers who are actually not breaking down things like I think I would. Mm-hmm. And I think I can also bring my touch to it. And who knows, some people yeah. might learn. <laughs> I loved the guitar for like 10 years without having it. Mm-hmm. But a year, the past year, I bought a starting guitar and I started learning. And now, uh, yeah, I'm somewhere <laughs> getting close to past the beginner, soon entering the intermediate. Oh, fantastic. But you started. That's the most important part. That's the hardest part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe the next birthday, I will play you the birthday song. Okay. <laughs> I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm going to play for my youngest sister today. Oh. She's, she doesn't know. She doesn't oh, know. So I'm yeah. play and send it to her via WhatsApp. Yeah, so. Well, thank <laughs> so you. playing the jitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing the jitter. Walking meditation. And uh, sometimes I take book reading as a way of Mm -hmm. relaxing. This episode is brought to you by Avant Garde Entrepreneur Foundations, where you can go from contemplation to clarity in just six weeks. How incredible does that sound? By learning to tap into the superpower of your spirit, you'll feel refreshed in your mind, certain of your mission, and inspired in your business. Go to trishabaileyphd.com forward slash A-G-E-F dash waitlist for more details. You can also find the link here in the show notes. There's this book I fell in love with, The Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm -hmm. It's a book. It's the second best book I've read. The Mm -hmm. first book, among the books I've read, the best to me is the more than The Carpenter. It's like a little book like this. But it's more than the about Jesus. Yes, mm. more than the carpenter. It, do you know the title? I left the book in the bookshelf because mm-hmm. I don't know where I got it. It's mm-hmm. an old book. 
I left it in the bookshelf for quite a long time because I was looking at the title more than the carpenter. And I'm like, carpenter? <laughs> but one day I was like, since it's, it's small, let me grab it and read it. Oh my mm -hmm. God, I was surprised by what this professor is, re is writing mm -hmm. about his transformation and about Jesus Christ. Well, we will yeah. link to that. It is about the carpenter, or more than the carpenter. If I can find it, I'll link to it in the show notes. And I know Atomic Habits. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. given to me by a friend of mine who is mm -hmm. a father to Marka's wife. Mm -hmm. Mark is the other guy I told you that we are like biological brothers. Yeah. Uh -huh. So he has a wife, a Dutch wife. One day I posted on my Instagram about books and her dad recommended that book and he sent it. <laughs> wow. You know, so Amazing. I was like, wow. Yeah, and it has changed. Even Pastor likes it mm -hmm. and other people, they like it. So it's a really great, great, great book. Yeah. I think that's how I do relax. Yeah. yeah. It's so important because um, especially with everyone being connected around the world all the time yeah. with the internet, yeah. it's really easy for us to just keep going, going, going. And so it's super important for us to slow down, to take breaks and to feed other parts of our, other the parts of our mind and our soul and our spirit. <laughs> so David, yeah. I'm going to ask you one last question before I do, how do people find you? I think the best platform to find me currently is mm -hmm. Twitter. It's Twitter. Okay. I'll put yeah, that in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, it's at uh, David of UG, just like my website. Mm -hmm. The handle is at, at David of UG. Then the second platform is definitely LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Still the same handle. Mm -hmm. You can search David Wampamba or at David of UG on my website, davidofug.com. And uh, I have a channel called Code with David Wampamba. YouTube channel. <laughs> I doubt whether Trisha would go to this. <laughs> I did. I found it. I already have it linked in the show notes. I was like, oh, of course he has a YouTube channel on coding. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, and you've got I a do. lot of videos. So anybody who wants to learn about coding, go there. He's got a lot of videos and he's very methodical. His presentations are great. He breaks things down. It's amazing how much knowledge you have, David, but you keep everything so simple. You just... Just laissez-faire. You just talk like you're a normal guy whenever you've got all this technical information in your head. And that's such a gift to have be a computer geek, like all this stuff. And yet you just talk like a normal person so the rest of the world can understand you. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that comes from the fact that I've tried to connect with uh, people of different backgrounds. Yeah. I think it helps because yeah. if I connect with an artist who is um, a musician, one day I was in a program where they were teaching musicians and um, I don't know anything about singing. And this guy, one of the teachers says, now it's conclusion time. And we think every member can do something. David, could you rap for us? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they made, uh, I rapped a bit and they, uh -huh. and uh, I, because believe you me, I agree that everyone who can talk can sing. Mm -hmm. We just don't exercise that ability mm -hmm. of ours. Mm -hmm. We don't put it to work. We feel like, you know, we fear or feel like we are going to be losers if we try it out. But I've accepted everyone can sing if they try to. Yeah. Because that day, 
I did not sing like the hymns, the so-and-so, but I went around the lines of, of like, I think I said, I'm the best software engineer. I'm the best this, I'm the best that, I'm the best teacher, I'm the best. So it was like a rap. Mm-hmm. And when this guy edited it, it looked like this guy is the dopest. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great when we have friends who make us look better than they are, than we are, and we think they are, we are? You know, so that we can avoid the shame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, so you can find me there. I mm-hmm. think those are enough. But even anywhere on the, on the social media, if you're basically for if me, you search David of UG. Exactly. As in UG, as in Uganda. So Uganda, we'll link yeah. to that in the show notes. So David, you have had lived such an incredible life for such a young person. What is your vision for yourself? Let's keep it in terms of Able State, your company. What is your vision in terms of Able State five years from now? Mm, five years from now, the truth of the matter is that I would like Able State to be like the MasterCard of today. The MasterCard of today. Yeah, because I admire MasterCard because it supports a lot of social enterprises Mm -hmm. and startups. Mm -hmm. As much as they do have this MasterCard that I think that's what people know, actually, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that card, the debit card. But Mm -hmm. for me, the reason I saw like it to be like the MasterCard of today is that I know quite a number of young people in my country who have gone to university because of the MasterCard scholarships. Mm. So I would like Able State to be in a place where we are this institution or company that every other company wants to associate with because mm. it offers values genuinely that the people from North America, from Europe, trust the African technical experience. And because of trusting us, even if we are in a different time zone, to give us that opportunity. Because in Africa is probably where you're going to help someone earn their first dollar. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Africa is where you're going to help someone learn their first dollar. Yeah. That's very true. Because in the lockdown and the money that that helped Able State survive through my technical skills. There is this person who came to a Wadi camp. She's a, a young American, but I think from the relocated from Spain. And she comes to the Wadi camp. And the Wadi camp, we have different tracks. Mm-hmm. And luckily, she enters my room in a breakout session. And I'm teaching about these things that Tricia doesn't know about called JIT and mm-hmm. GitHub. And later she was asked in the interview which session was best for her. And I'm lucky she wasn't remembering my name, but she was remembering the quality of session Mm -hmm. I offered. And they reached the time she was looking for someone from Uganda or from Africa who can do PHP coding and extend WordPress plugins. And I commented on her Facebook. And she was like, oh, are you, are you the one? Yeah. You don't need an interview. <laughs> she gave me the opportunity. And after giving me the opportunity, she told me when she was giving me the opportunity that the client has suffered with the issue for nine, for nine months. Mm-hmm. And they were willing that if I could look at this issue 
and don't fix it, they would still pay me $30 per hour for three hours. So which means this was a, a huge it's huge. Wow. Yeah. And if I fixed it, they would give me $75 per hour for a maximum of three. Mm-hmm. Being in the lockdown and you calculate, I never looked at the 30. I looked at the 75. Mm-hmm. This is the attitude of the 110%. And I can assure you I solved the problem. I solved the problem, which was did. for European clients. And European developers had, had really, maybe they were charging a lot more than I charged, or maybe they, they failed completely, but I sorted it out. <laughs> Amazing. So this means that one of the reasons I'm, I'm running Ebo State is to make sure that we develop people's skills mm-hmm. and attitudes to be that is, that is admirable by the world class client, okay, and we want to have as many people as those in those five years. And of course, when they are placed, when they are earning, I would really, if there's anything I would like, whether Ebo State is there or not, I'd really like to walk on the street and see genuine smiles because I've ever been part of the effort that helped people to learn how to appreciate themselves and to go for the best. David, that's amazing. You are a marvel. I am so glad we have people like you in the world doing what you're doing. David, you you are truly changing not just your community, but the world. You're starting with your community. And I have no doubt that five years from now, there are going to be a swarm of people who are smiling and thanking you for the opportunity you gave them. Wow, that would be the best thing. You don't know. You don't know. I could not smile like this. Just like maybe three years back or four years yeah. back. You know, it takes it takes real acceptance. It takes experience. It takes I don't know. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. <laughs> but I would also like to commend you for. I think one thing I've I've learned from you for the shortest time I've known you because I don't think that even I've known you for more than a year. <laughs> Not yet, no. Coming up, but not yet. But I really appreciate your humbleness and your listening capacity. I have to learn that from you. Because you can listen to a person and articulate or master them or learn them. I don't know. I I don't mean that your intention is to master those people. But when you listen to someone and you respond, in the exact way that they don't even, you know, they, they they don't really know that this is how you would. It really encourages them. And for me who joined Avantgarde, after you listened to my consultation sometimes back and giving me that opportunity, you got out of your way, you gave me the opportunity and many of us. And it's because you are listening, please continue pursuing that ability. It's really, really great. And it's a life-changing thing that you're doing. And also, don't forget, you are beautiful. So, so beautiful. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, David. You're so sweet. Well, you are beautiful and you are handsome as well, David. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wish my mama could hear this. Oh, we'll believe she can. We'll believe she can yeah, yeah. in the spirit. Yeah, yeah, I'll give her the interview one day. 
Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you again so much, David, for being here. And please, everybody, connect with David. You know how to find him. We've got all the links in the show notes. And if you want to know anything about coding computers, if you want to con- collaborate with David on any type of web development or app development projects, you will be able to find him and you will probably learn a lot more from him about coding, maybe just as much about life in general. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, Subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.